What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts, Jack Manis and Andrew Shuffler. Welcome back, folks. We are here. This is the 226th episode of the podcast, and we are the furthest point from the 2023 NFL season that we will be, because each day it gets closer. We're... Oh, okay. I thought that was going to be a negative, but it turned into a positive. I was going to say this is Happy New Year. Start of the league New Year. Well, and I also hate to be that guy, but technically speaking, every day before this was also the longest day away from the 2023 season. But that's that's neither here nor there. Eh, half glass full, half glass empty type of situation here. Uh, regardless, today we are here. To t- I mean, I'm not going to call this our free agency preview because it's not it's not an extensive look at every single position group uh and where they may be going today we're gonna it's a let's call this a little or it's we're sprinkling in the free agency preview here i don't know what to exactly call this but we're gonna be looking at some top end quarterbacks and running backs i don't know if top end is the right word but some interesting ones that may garner some debate about how much their contract would be potentially worth in, in a couple weeks here when they sign with a team. Uh, we've got about 11 players here. Uh, we're each going to go around the table. We're going to discuss what we personally, if we were these owners, be comfortable paying these players um, for contracts, annual value. Uh, and I don't know if Jack did this. I think Shreff did this, but I know I did this. I did predict where they, I think these players are going to go. Um, you know, it may be subject to change in the few weeks going up to uh, leading up to free agency, but I just thought it'd be fun to make a team prediction as well. So f- feel free to share if you guys did that as well. Um, when we get to each player, anything else you guys want to mention before we get into it? I mean, we're gonna probably start with the quarterbacks first. We got five quarterbacks, um, and they're again, they're. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I I don't know if we're going to agree or disagree, but um, I feel like for the most part we'll be on the same page. But who? Oh no, we'll find out. Yeah, I was when I came with this idea. I was just hoping for some disagreements. See where Mm -hmm. we're off. Yeah, we'll see. No, I'm not deliberately just gonna 
say some outrageous number for the sake of disagreement, but I'm hoping that we disagree, but we'll see. Right. Okay. So we'll start with the quarterbacks. Like I said, we have five of them. Uh, We have Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Since Jack, he proposed this episode uh, topic, you can decide who you want to talk about first. Um, let's go to the order I, I typed them in, which was no particular order, but whatever. I think it's good. Okay. So Derek Carr, I believe was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Derek Carr is our first quarterback here, uh, released by the Raiders last week after being benched slash injured. I think he was injured. I don't know if he was just benched to be honest. No, he was not injured. It didn't okay, seem just, like the injury might not allow. Just just benched last year in favor of Jared Stenham. Uh, now set to hit the open market and free to sign with any team after the Raiders could not really work out a trade. Um, Jack, go ahead. Did you? I mean, did you guys also predict? You predicted years and money, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, go ahead. And, and say team if you did it. Uh, is it Derek Carr? Three-year, $130 million to the New Orleans Saints. And what's that math for annual? Uh, $43.3. $43. $43. Okay. Now, yes. do you want to defend your decision here, or should we all go around and then... No, no, no we all go it? around. Okay. Um, so, Shref, go ahead. Uh, I do agree with Jack. I think three years is a good number. I have him making uh, about $40 mil a year, so it's working out to... Um, What's that? Three years, one twenty. Okay. Mitchell, you want to go? Say yours. Oh, do you want my oh, team? Should, should I do the team too while I'm at it? Oh yeah, you didn't say team. That's what I was waiting for, Jackson. Oh yeah, that's team. my bad. I completely forgot. Yeah, so that that money, and then I I think he's a jet. Okay. Now, when I made this projection here, I thought I was going to be either right in line with you guys or even higher. I end up being the low guy here in terms of money for Derek Carr. I also have him as a three-year deal, but I have him at $102 million making $34 million a year. Yeah, that's fair too. Uh, in agreement with Jack, I also have him going to the Saints. I'm the yeah, from what I heard, uh, like I think that was his first uh, free agency visit. And uh, right after it, he canceled going to the Panthers from what I heard just because he, he loved it so much. And then I think he took, he did visit New York mm-hmm. um, Jets. So uh, as far as I know, those are the two that he's seen. But uh, I don't know. I just went with the Saints. All right. So Jack, what, what kind of went into your decision uh, in order to give him, what was it, 43 million, you said? Yeah. Yeah. What was your rationale behind that one? Um, I kind of think the general public opinion is low on Derek Carr um, because of the season that the Raiders had. Uh, I guess he could have played better, but I don't think he's the, he shouldn't, I don't think he should be the fall guy for their shortcomings this season. 
Uh, McDaniels has shown he's not a good head coach. I mean, he showed that in what 2011 or whatever that was for the, the Broncos. Um, the defense was bad too. I mean, there's that stat out there. I, I should have came prepared with it, but the. Uh, are you talking about the Raiders? I'm, are you talking about the Raiders defense? Yeah, the Raiders defense stat that just like. Derek Carr never had a good defense ever. It was in his like career, it, was, really. it was either it was like top twenty or top twenty five or something like that. He like never had a top something defense. Yeah. As a part so, of I mean, it's tough to say. Like, yeah, just give him a good defense. Give him a good coach. He's gonna be good. Like, you gotta quarterback's gotta do some stuff himself. But, uh, at least off the field. He's shown he's a great, like, I think one of the best leaders. Um, and that yeah. can mean a lot for a team, especially like the Saints is in this, like, weird post Drew Brees, I don't know, kind of post Sean Payton era. Dennis Allen, I don't really know much about him as a head coach, but maybe could use a more vocal leader quarterback in the room as Derek Carr. So I think maybe that's where a lot or some of the uh, the value in him, I see, is why I'm giving him a little more than Mitchell, and I guess Shreff too. But... And also, just to keep it comparable to the QB market, um, he's currently making... Like, not he's currently making, he's cut, but on his, his last contract, the annual value was $40.3 million, and I he's only 31. I don't expect him to take a pay cut, so I think $43 million, even forty-five million, I think, is reasonable. Like to expect. I mean, we hear it every off-season when free agency rolls around. Like the Huey market is just it gets more and more. So, yeah, I guess that's where I where I land on that. That's all I got. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, a lot. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I I agree that I think their car gets undervalued a little. Um, like we said, the kind of the organization of the Raiders just in general he's been there just hasn't been you know the best I mean we we kind of forget like he had to go through what was that two years of Mike Mayock and John Gruden yeah follow that up with McDaniels who clearly like hasn't been working out all that well too like it's it's a tough stretch um uh 40 for me came kind of just from looking at I'm assuming you guys did it too but just kind of looking at what other guys are making per year uh, in terms of the average but when I was looking at the numbers, that at forty puts him right around the right in between, like the Stafford, Prescott, like Kirk range, which I think is fair in terms of the talent overall. Um, and it, as as far as the Jets, the my my kind of overall thinking of it, um, just because I know you guys both went Saints, but for me, when I was looking at it a little bit, obviously uh, everyone kind of is expecting slash thinking that that could end up being Rogers' home. Um, my response to that is one, I feel like the Nathaniel Hackett uh, hiring is one thing that kind of opened people's eyes, but people forget that just last year, the Broncos uh, did the same exact thing and we saw how that went. Um, so that's one thing that kind of stuck in my head. Um, and then also just in terms of, uh, I don't know, just, just the way the Jets team is set up. Um, I feel like if they, if they did decide, Hey, Rogers might be a little bit too, too much of a headache to try to go after the Packers might want like be kind of being weird about it, all that stuff. If Carr decides he wants to go there, like that's, that's clearly in terms of 
In terms of the QB openings, the Jets, for me, is clearly the top QB opening for that. Um, you have a pretty, a very young offensive core that seems to be growing well. Garrett Wilson seems like a pretty, uh, pretty much a stud early on. Defense was obviously one of the best of the league and still young as well. Like, I think if we if we go into this offseason and the Rodgers situation isn't really developing and Derek Carr is kind of that big name of like, where is he going to go? I think, and he kind of has his choice. I think, I think the Jets would make a lot of sense for him, but that's kind of where my whole thought was. Bye, Mitchell. <laughs> the timing is always just so bad. Wow, he's gone. <laughs> he's back. He's back. I wonder what he has to say. It booted me early this time. He usually waits till the hour mark. <laughs> I was. It, it's always at the like. It was literally as you open your mouth. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Uh, well, what I was about to say before I was rudely interrupted by Craig here uh, was that. I think you guys made a lot of valid points and I agree with a lot of what you said. And I do really like Derek Carr and I kind of feel bad that I, I valued him at $9 million a year less than Jack and $6 million a year less than Shreff. Um, so if I were to amend this, which, you know, clearly our notes here are uh, set in stone, so I can't change it. But if, uh, if I were to, I'd probably give him about $5 million more a year. I think that's probably fair. I do think 43, what Jack said, is a little bit too high for my liking. Um, like I said, I, I, I am a fan of Derek Carr. Um, but Josh Allen makes $43 million a year. And I know he signed his extension like a year, and a year, and a year, year and a half ago. And I know the QB market always gets inflated every single year. However, I just don't think, you know, even for a year or two, year, year and a half adjusted for inflation for this quarterback quarterback market, I still don't feel comfortable having Josh Allen and Derek Carr make the same amount of money per year. Um, I do. I don't think anyone said this, but I think three years is definitely fair considering he'll be 32 at the start of the year, so that will get him through through his age 34 season. Um, so I think he's in for one more big payday. Uh, and I do want to bring this up. And I thought it was just very interesting because I was just thinking like, hey, I think Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr have a very similar first nine to ten years of their career. I just thought of that at the top of my head, right? Both really crappy teams they started out on. Um, and then I looked up their numbers. Stafford's first nine seasons in the league, uh, he averaged, sorry, his total yards was 34,749, 20. Uh, excuse me, 216 touchdowns and 11, uh, 118 interceptions. And Derek Carr, 35,222 yards, 217 touchdowns and 99 interceptions. Uh, Derek Carr, 63 wins. Matthew Stafford, 60 wins. Very similar starts to their career for the first almost decade. So yeah. I think if Derek Carr lands on a team... now. I did have him going to the Saints, and I do think they have an aging roster. I don't think he'd be able to make a similar ascension that Stafford did with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. However, I think the Jets would definitely be a better landing spot, uh, as Shref mentioned, and maybe a couple other places. I think he's a guy that could potentially take a team over the top, and uh, I'm not going to say win a Super Bowl, but definitely win a playoff game or two, make it further than he ever had in his career. So 
Um, I, I, I definitely see a lot of similarities between Carr and Stafford, um, you know, with their career trajectory. All right, so we spent a lot of time on Derek Carr. Let's move on to our second quarterback, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And let's have Streff go first this time. Can I have a quick word on the last point you just said about better landing spot being the Jets? As opposed to the Saints? Yeah. Okay. Like They have a far better team around him, but, I mean, he goes the Saints. They're the division favorite in a far weaker conference. Like It's a gauntlet in the AFC. Are they, so, the, are they the division favorite? I mean, I, yes. really, I mean, we don't know what the other teams are going to do at quarterback yet. Yeah, that's, if, that's if he if he goes another, to the Saints, there's another South team that I like, depending on what their quarterback situation is. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like, he signs in the Saints, and then they're immediately the best team. Like, clearly, not considering what the other teams do at quarterback. So, I, it just goes. I'm just, my point is that division is wide open, and the NFC is far more wide open. So. He's a better shot, I'd say, of reaching the playoffs on the Saints. Or reaching, I think he has a better chance reaching the Super Bowl on the Saints than the Jets. I don't know if I agree with that. I just think the Jets' defense is a lot better than the Saints right now. I do agree. Offenses just, are kind of comparable. You know, Alave and Wilson are. I'd still give the edge to Wilson, but you know, you can make an argument there. Um, I'm not arguing the Saints are more talented than the Jets. The Jets are definitely better, well-constructed, like, everything. Like, if the Jets were in the NFC, I would be a lot more excited than I am about the Saints. I'm not even, I don't even think the Saints are great, just from saying how wide open it is there. Yeah, I guess it's a a fair counter-argument. Yeah. I still still think the Jets is more desirable. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. what do you have him, uh, what would you give him? Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's an interesting one. I'll be. I feel like this is one where maybe our numbers could be off here. I I'm gonna start by saying I'm giving him a one year deal. I I think Jimmy's past the point of getting these multi year contracts. I'm, I'm I'm giving Jimmy a one year deal, and I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a one year, twenty mil deal. Okay. And I'm and I and and I'm sending him to Washington, boys. He's going to the Commanders. That's where he's going. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can so, go. I'll, I'll go real quick. He told me. Uh, I, I, I'm not giving him. I'm giving him two years. So just one more year than than a one than than Shrepp gave him. Uh, I mean, I think we all know why he has had a lot of trouble staying healthy. Um, and I just can't. I wouldn't want to be able to commit longer than, than two years. I think that's the absolute max. Um, and I'm right in the range with Shreff. I, I have him at two years, 56 million, which is, um, that is 28. I, I wrote down 26. I wrote down 26 annual value. So I think, I think I meant to put 50. What would that be? 52 yeah. million. For a, yeah, for a two-year deal, I'd say that that's more because, like, I guess mine's more of a, it's a little bit more of a prove-it one. So I think the lower number for me makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, sorry about that. I meant to write two years, fifty-two million, which is twenty-six um, annual value, and I have him going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ooh. following Tom Brady once again. I just, I, I, for some reason, I feel like that's just something that's going to happen. I don't, I have no, no reasoning really why I just, I can already see him in a Bucks uniform for some reason. Jack. 
Uh, I'm a little higher. I have three years, ninety million. Ooh. Yeah, see, I um, think that'd be a mistake. I think that's we're all over the board here. And I think a team, this team, would be more inclined to do it. Um, I have him going to the Raiders. Uh, to for Josh McDaniels to aggressively pursue him to rekindle the uh, what they had in New England, and maybe like McDaniels had this vision of Garoppolo being their future there and having plans with him and this familiarity there. All right, that's fair. I, I mean, I do think the the Raiders are going to have to at least attempt to kind of swing for the fences to kind of keep Devontae Adams happy. Um, and whether that's trying to bring in his guy and Aaron Rodgers or at least something, I feel like he's not going to want to go through a, a unstable quarterback situation when he's, what is he like 30 already? So I'm sure he doesn't want to waste any more years of his career. Um, Good point. Jeff, uh, yeah, if you want to briefly uh, kind of ration- rationalize why what you did with Jimmy. Yeah, so I uh, I went one year. Um, I guess, like, for me, I went into this kind of thinking, like, what I would personally do as opposed to what I think the league would do. So I think if I was going to do more of, like, a legit prediction as to what, like, I think the NFL would do, an NFL team, I think it's more in line with Mitchell's thinking in terms of that contract. Um, but for me, like you said, like the in, obviously this recent injury is kind of a, a backbreaker in, in a sense just because of his age on top of everything. Um, so I, I, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find a team that's going to be interested in uh, giving him more than maybe one to two years. Um, Tony Mel felt about right for me too just because I was once again looking, going back to the numbers. Like that puts him above what like Baker's making currently and kind of – closer to like the Brady range currently and uh, still a little below Tannehill, which I still think is fair. Um, and then in terms of the fit to Washington, my, my whole, I don't, I have obviously have no, I don't think anyone has any inkling of what they're going to do with him yet in terms of the Niners. So we could be doing all this just for him to go back to San Fran somehow. But um, for me, Washington made the most sense just because of, I was overall thinking a lot more in terms of draft positioning I think when you're looking at some of the teams that might still be that are going to be in the market for the quarterback, I think Washington's kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to a young guy. And then obviously they have Sam Howell, who I feel like they've been talking about like Sam Howell's our guy, but like I, I, I just I simply can't like say that that's a guarantee when he's played one one NFL start. So like I, I, I think if I'm Washington, I'm still obviously in the market for a guy. And I think especially with Hal there, they'll kind of lean more in the direction of a veteran. So I think Jimmy could slide in there pretty nicely. So that was kind of my whole rationale. Okay. That's fair enough. I do have two things to say on what you said, though. Uh, I really think the ship has sailed in San Francisco. I've heard, I've heard multiple reports. Yeah, that... it probably has. It's more just like I, I have no idea what they're thinking in terms because they legit have three guys where it's like, what do we do? So I think that's more what I meant. But I, I agree that I'd be, I'd be very, very shocked if he somehow ended up back there. Now, the thing with Washington, I think, does make sense, uh, what you said, considering their draft position, as well as, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who's uh, 31 and has some experience. But I think at this point, I don't think he's, an, he's a guy you want to have on your team for four or five years. Yeah. If you have him as a developmental quarterback, if you actually do think Sam Howell has potential, 
I do think sitting him for at least the another season or at least half a season would definitely be beneficial. And uh, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo would be open to that type of dynamic. I mean, he's already gone through it a lot in San Francisco with uh, Trey Lance, and that didn't necessarily work out in terms of a mentorship. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think from an organization standpoint, it could make sense. Uh, the other thing is, and again, I didn't really reflect this in my prediction here because again, we were following the the premise of what we would do and not what we actually think will happen. Uh, I, I mean, he was a free agent last year, correct? Right. He was on a one year deal last year. Yes. Cause, the, cause it wasn't it, if I remember correctly, it was the whole thing where like, we thought like Indy maybe. And then like, it was kind of a surprise that San Fran took him back. Cause we were like, that's for the backup job. But the thing is, right, like he was available last year. There were openings last year. Mm-hmm. And he still could, he he signed a one year seven million dollar contract with the Niners. Are you telling me? What was that? I thought it was ten. I thought it was seven, but either way, that's not that much money. And if he couldn't really garner that last year and he got hurt this year, who's to say he's actually gonna get a sizable contract? Like even close to where we're getting. If he couldn't, if he couldn't get that last year, and he's another year with another injury, I mean, I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen with him, to be honest. But I think I'd be comfortable giving him what I said, twenty six million. Um, and yeah, I have the Bucks just because they're in a similar position that the Commanders are in terms of the draft position. Um, they're picking what in? I think they're nineteenth. So they're not really in a position to get a young guy like that unless, you know, Richardson or someone falls pretty far uh, or they'd have to trade up. But regardless, if they stay where they're at, they're probably not getting one of those guys. And uh, this is a roster that's got a win now defense and aging guys at the skill position. Um, So I don't know. Maybe they try to run it back one more year and see what happens in a weak division. So that's why I had the Bucks, But yeah, Jack, any final words? Uh, I don't know too much to that. I guess I was a little bullish on him. I think he's a really good, just, I think he's just a perfect bridge quarterback is what you described. Going to draft someone, maybe develop a guy like Hal. Um, maybe two years would be better. Uh, I mean, I know we're doing this like if we were the GM. I get, my contract makes sense if it were the Raiders. I feel like McDaniels may... Uh, may more aggressively pursue him. Um, and that can just like buy him more time as head coach. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a good, you make a great point about the whole scenario last year. Bot tracks like projected like AV for him is like 35 million. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That should not Someone happen. Does that, that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, I guess we can move on to uh, who we got next. We have oh, big someone one. who has made a lot of headlines this week, uh, Mr. Daniel Jones. Apparently, he's seeking $45 million. Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will go first. I this think is an interesting one. I think we may have the widest disparity You'll on say. this one, perhaps. Uh, this is what we would do, right? This is what we would do, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, throughout our explanation, we can maybe sprinkle in what we think will happen. 
However, considering I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say drastic improvement because he did only throw for 15 touchdowns this year, but he was very cautious with the ball. Showed I'm not gonna even say above average. I'm gonna say almost elite rushing ability this year. Um, he was really good on the ground, and I think Brian Dable keeping that dynamic there is. is is going to be beneficial. With all those things being said, I'm giving Daniel Jones. Now, I don't know. I'm a little nervous because I don't know if this is going to come out and sound really weird, but I'm giving him four years and I'm giving him $128 million, which is $32 million a year. Who's next? I'm next. Oh, sorry. I didn't say the team. I have him going back to the Giants. I think they ulti- I think they ultimately come to an agreement. Um okay. I think I am giving a very f- I thought I'd be on the high end. I thought I should be on the high end. Um I'm going 3 years 75. Hmm. Ooh, what's that? That's 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, well, well, that works out well because I I feel like I I think I split the difference here. I went I went four years as well. I went four uh, for twenty nine a year, which I believe is what one sixteen. Yeah, one sixteen. So four years, one one hundred sixteen mil. Does that, back to does the that, Giants. Back to the Giants. Yeah, same for me. Shreff, does that not put him? Isn't that pretty much exactly what Ryan Tannehill got? It's pretty much right around the same amount. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That, that was a big that was a big thing for me when I was looking at these was kind of trying to put them in a tier with where I think uh like the quarterbacks around them that I think kind of make the most sense for me. Okay. Yeah, I um the reason why I think 32 is what I'd give them. Uh I guess we don't have to do this for every single person, but I think with Jones I'm actually particularly curious. What do you think he'll actually get? I think he's one of the more fascinating players to kind of think what he actually will. Uh, so what do you guys anticipate him actually signing? Man, I don't know. Like, I really don't think you should pay him more than $25 million a year. I don't know if you should. Like, I, I gave him that 29 I I gave him 29 and I still think it might go higher. Like, it, for me, it's more of just, it, it, it's going to be more of a reflection of, like, how it's a couple of different things. Like, one, like just how uh, much the money's changing with how much these guys are making, that obviously changes things. But then also just like how quarterback driven this league is becoming. And like if you, if like maybe the outside perspective is different, but like in the, in the, in the building, if you're like, this is our guy, like I, I don't know if there's a number that you're going to look at and be like, yeah, hey, maybe not. Like if you, you feel good about him, I think they're going to pay it. So I, I think, I think 30 is probably in the ballpark. I honestly think he'll get right around what I said, 32. Yeah. Um, 45 is a, a very aggressive negotiating tactic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, best of luck to them in that. But I just don't think that's, I think that's at least $10 million off uh, annually. So, so, yeah. I mean, like I said, he did improve for sure. Um, but he didn't have that type of season where, you know, if he if he if he went out there and threw thirty touchdowns and had like had ten picks, four thousand yards, 
600 rushing yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, you pay him you pay him 40 40 to 45 million dollars, but he didn't he didn't quite do that, but he did he did show signs. So, um I I think it's fair, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I I'm I'm I think he's one of the the more I don't know. I think he's a fascinating person to talk about in this realm. So yeah. Anything else before we move on to our uh, our next quarterback, our second to last one? I just I think that Daniel Jones was really just the system this year. Like Brian Dable just did a really good job of hiding his deficiencies and getting everything he could out of him. Um. I mean, but think about like I I've talked we mentioned it in this on on Jones and we've been talking about it like this whole QB market like the money's increasing more and more every year for a QB but like let's think about it like what can you picture like another team getting in a bidding war for Daniel Jones like I think no, the Giants, no. the Giants are gonna Giants could pay him thirty five million, and I still think that's a lot. But I get it because they know him. Whatever, like it's it yeah. worked this year. What team like wants him? You know, I don't know. I just don't see it. Like he's not. I still don't think he's very good. The numbers say he's he's good, but I really just think a lot of it's stable. I think. No, I'm not opposed to them. As I said, like if I were the Giants, I'd give him seventy-five million for three years, and just make him a bridge quarterback. I think he's he's earned a second contract, and but I think they should draft someone this year. Maybe if they like Richardson, maybe him. He's a kind of a developmental guy, I think. So have him learn the system. And uh, just, I don't know. I think if you're going to commit three to three to four years well, to him. I think you, you gotta you can't draft the quarterback. I think you gotta draft the receiver. Yeah, it's that, and I also I I think a big factor of it too is just his age. Like he like he's coming out of the rookie contract. So like if this if 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 we were looking at the same player, but he was like five years older, I think this conversation would obviously be a be a whole lot different. But I think like 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 you said, Jack, it's the familiarity in the in the building with him, and like knowing that he can run the system, and like I think at least in their minds, obviously, like we said, this is all like public perception versus what they're thinking, but I'm assuming in their minds, it's like, well, this is what he did in year one under the system. Let's see what he can do in year two under it with hopefully a better team around him. So like, I, I, I agree overall that I think like the number that he's going to get is going to be high. And I also think that if they somehow didn't resign him, I don't, I, I think the deal would probably look a lot smaller with it, with a different team. Yeah. And, right. So I just, here, uh, I, I don't see he has too much leverage. Like I, I, I can't yeah, imagine correct. the teams like banging on the door for him. If like, yeah. yeah. Here, here's the last thing I'll say on this as well. I mean, you could also argue like, yeah, he only threw 15 touchdowns, but like, I think that's undoubtedly the worst receiving core in the NFL. Them and the Ravens, like he's really throwing bears. Isaiah Hygens. Half the year of Wandell Robinson, who looked pretty good, but still he got hurt halfway through the year. The, the corpse of Kenny Galladay, and it's 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 that's no name receivers right there. If they can yeah, bring in like a 
if they, if they can somehow swing a if they can somehow swing a DeAndre Hopkins and even draft like a if they draft like Jackson Smith and Jigba and mm-hmm. somehow get DeAndre Hopkins, think about that. That changes that yeah. that changes a lot right there. Right then, I think you give him the we- he doesn't really have the weapons on offense to succeed right now. I don't think. I mean, yeah. hey, I, sorry. The O line is, a- is really good though. Well, another factor too is run game. Another, I was gonna, another factor is going to be the guy that we're going to get to eventually, but that that contract is also going to determine some things. Yeah, let's get to them. That's true. Um, all right, we have two more quarterbacks before we get to the running backs. Uh, we have Geno Smith here, who had undoubtedly the best year of his career uh, in his first year as the Seahawks' starting quarterback, broke several of Russell Wilson's single-season records, which is just hilarious to think about. That would have seemed unfathomable a year ago today. Uh, Jack, you're up to go first. What are you giving Geno Smith? And what team is he going to be on? Um, giving Geno a two-year, $80 million deal. Ooh. Oh boy. Back to Seattle. Okay. We're gonna be different here, but Trev, go ahead. I well, I'm interested to hear Mitchell's number then, because I I'm going I'm going three years one oh five. Which I believe puts him at thirty five. Thirty four, thirty five, yeah. yeah. I may be disrespecting him, but I'm Back giving him two well. I'm giving him two Are years. You rate him off? I'm giving him two years, fifty-six million for twenty-eight million. You're writing, all, you're writing them off. Oh, you're writing them off. I know yeah. he had a good year. Heck, he's writing but, them off. But he is. He's not going to write it back. Um, I know he had a really good year, right? And he led the Seahawks to the playoffs. No one thought they could make it. Yada yada yada. But let's just take it back. Let's take it back three years ago to a team called the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill throws for 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And then they signed him to a four-year, $29 million contract. And I think they were, I think they regret that contract right now. Geno Smith, yes, it's a really good year. I'm, there's no denying that. But again, are, I mean, are we not forgetting who this guy was for a decade? We've seen this before. We've seen what before? I mean, just with Ryan Tannehill. And like, I, I want to see it for one more year. I mean, I'm not giving him more than two years. Right. And Dude. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to play hardball with him here. I mean, I, I, it's different. Yes. If you're Seattle, he, you know, overwhelmingly exceeded expectations and he took you to the playoffs and he seems like a good leader and the players like playing for him and all that stuff. So they have that component to it. But I'm looking at it through my perspective. I don't have that emotional attachment to him. I'm looking at it like, well, you had a really good year, but you're 32, 33 years old, and you haven't had anywhere close. I mean, you didn't really have an opportunity like too much. But when he played, he didn't look. He looked like a really bad quarterback for a decade. So I mean, I'm not ready to commit that amount of money to him. I'm really not. I haven't gone back to Seattle. I didn't say that too, but I that's all fair. Um 
I'm okay committing money to him. I'm not committing years to him. Like, I think a two-year, $80 million deal, he gets a lot of money, <laughs> which he'd be happy with. I mean, he earned, he earned it this past season. He earned some number. So I think he'd be satisfied with that annual value, but it's also only two years. So it's like a larger prove it contract. Like it's, I don't think the, the Tannehill comparison is all that fair because that was four years and they regret it now, but now for the Seahawks would be like that. We, the Seahawks would not be in this predicament that this far down the road after giving him a contract. What I said, only two year. Um, so yeah, I think he's worth it. I think the the Seahawks, he's like beloved in that locker room and in Seattle right now, like rebounding after the the rust fallout. And I think they um they want that guy like a leader, um as a culture builder for the the Seahawks, um and just like build off it, build off the seven seed this year in a more wide open conference, um. So, yeah, I like where I'm at with that. Yeah. All right. Strap, yeah, explain, because you have three years, a little less money than Jack. Yeah, uh, a little less money. But you did extend him another year. Um, uh, yeah, I went three years. I, I agree with Jack on a lot of what he said, I think. when one thing that I don't know if we mentioned as much with the Daniel Jones situation is the being in the NFC in general. Obviously, it's a little more wide open, and especially in terms of the overall quarterback talent compared to the AFC. So if you're some of these teams that have like in the grand scheme of quarterbacks, maybe like middle of the road guys, but you feel like they know the system really well. And obviously in Gino's case, and it seems like in Daniel Jones case, like great locker room presence, like knows the team. Well, I I'm, I'm okay paying him kind of whatever he's asking for. And I think the thing with Gino too, and obviously Mitchell, I, I agree with you in terms of the foot, like past years, his overall level of play. I think for me, what really sold me is like, it wasn't, it wasn't like the Seahawks team. It wasn't really like the rest of the team was like dragging him to the finish line. Like a lot of the times it was legitimately like Gino, like just outplaying whoever was on the other, like the other team. Like he, he won them a, a good amount of games this year. I felt like, and for me, the three-year deal also comes from a spot of like, this is a really young team where a lot of these guys, like you, you kind of have in terms of the rest of this team, like obviously you still don't have like, a full roster yet you still need some work on the defensive side of the ball and the o-line probably still needs a little help but in terms of like these main you know top guys and especially like with like a Tariq Woolen uh on the back there now like you have maybe this kind of two to three year window where you have this young core that can continue to grow over the next few years and it seems like this wide receiver core really likes Gino and he put the ball on the money throughout the entire year for him so I'd I feel like it's a fair deal the years you know maybe when you get to that third year you're rethinking things, but I mean, they, I'll tell you what, the, the Seahawks really had a gift fall into their lap with that Broncos trade in the grand scheme of things. Like we, unless the Broncos like win the Super Bowl this year, like the, this might go down as one of the more lopsided uh, trades in history, especially just considering how Gino played too. Yeah, that is, uh, that's something they have two first round picks. They had the fifth overall pick and the 20th overall pick. Which so, is great, yeah. um, especially when your pick out of those two is number twenty and not number five. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I do admit I am lowballing them here, but 
I still I'm I'm a little bit more hesitant than you guys uh, in terms of I just need to see it one more time. We'll remember this if you ever talk about if you ever try to talk good about him. Yeah. Hey, I think this. I mean, I think this is a common theme on the show because if you guys rewind back to week two when I picked the 49ers, his cover rate, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you guys talked about his cover rate. So, <laughs> I am I turning bad. into a Geno Smith hater? I didn't plan be. on this, but I think you are. Uh, it, it'll be funny too because like we're you know obviously we're super 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 early in this off season, but it'll just be funny to see like our narratives because like you know what if it's like six months from now and you guys are like Seahawks ten and seven, eleven and six, and I say like six and 11 or something like that. Like we could really see like the little inklings of where our predictions may go in, in, in uh, the coming months throughout the summer. So it's just fun to think about last quarterback here, a late addition into our, uh, our itinerary, but we will be remiss if we did not mention Mr. Lamar Jackson, currently the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see how long that lasts for. Uh, Shreff, you're up first. What are you giving Lamar Jackson? How many years? How much money? And where do you anticipate him ending up? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to give him... Yeah, I'm going to go... Well, this is what I would do. Uh, That is the name of the game. I mean, I know based on the quarterback rankings that we did a while ago in terms of uh, where we think they'll be in five years, that some people may may not agree with what I'm about to say here, but I think he's good enough to get paid as one of the top guys, so this number's going to be big. I'm giving him six years, and I think it's 318 total, which I think is 53 a year, if I'm not mistaken, or 52 a year, something like that. Yeah, 53. 53. And this is what I would do, so I'd... That, for uh, for this, I feel like the the landing spot is the is the tougher argument here. Um, right now, I'm gonna say that he stays in Baltimore. Do I do I think it's gonna be under this deal? I don't know, but I think he's gonna stay in Baltimore. And if he doesn't, then the Ravens are some dummies, some real dummies. All right, a spicy bump from Shreff. That would make Lamar Jackson the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. That's what he wants. All right, so Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, also just to comment on your last point there, Shref. Yeah, I think there's no chance the Ravens pay him fifty-three million dollars a year, especially I, for six years. I agree. I know. I know that's. I know that's not. That's they, they can contradict each other because that's what you would give and where you think yeah. he's going to go. So they don't My have mind to. Was going towards there. where the where the numbers are moving towards and just like how he would have to be paid if you're going to pay a guy like it's just it's the way that the numbers climbing it's just it, it's going to happen it just depends who it's going to be I have Lamar Jackson what I would give him I give him 5 years 225 million and he makes 45 million dollars a year Fair. Team uh, sorry oh team yes I have him going to the Atlanta Falcons Ooh um, Mitchell and I are in agreement, but I have one year less. I have four years for 180. That's 45 a year. Ravens. That's about where I expected you to, to land. Okay. Yeah, 45 would make him the uh, third pi- Uh, No. I the think fifth. Tied for fifth. Um, only behind Aaron Rodgers... Russell Wilson, 
Oh, that's disgusting. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Per- pervert. Um, <laughs> yeah, the nasty man. Uh, Shreff, explain your rationale. I mean, honestly, I know, again, when this isn't the name of the game here, and we haven't done this for every single person, but I ultimately do think, if it's not the Ravens, I think he will get 50. Yeah, that that that's more my like I it was obviously a mix of what I wanted to do and what like is he's a tough one because the current situation is like we don't like for all we know there there's like a wild chance that somehow he ends up playing under a franchise tag which would be absurd but like it, there's a very there's a large realm of possibilities with how this this whole negotiation situation goes with this um but for me like I said I think with the way the market's moving and I think, obviously, uh, my quarterback, Mr. Hurt, seems like he is going to be up for what might be a similar deal. And it, it, it just it seems like that's the way the numbers are moving. I obviously am a little higher on Lamar than some uh, on, in, in this room right now. But um, I, I think he's worth every penny of it, personally. I think the Ravens have done a, a, a pretty abysmal job of kind of surrounding him. And I think it was pretty apparent this year, especially when he was out and you kind of saw – how bad the offense struggled. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think the Ravens would be really dumb to not pay him, and that is kind of where my mind was in terms of giving him the big bucks there. And I agree that I think if he was going to get that type of money that I'm talking about, it might end up being with a different team, which is unfortunate for the Ravens because I think they'd be making a very poor decision. What I'll say to that is, uh, again, I, I think. I think what I said here, uh, five years, $225 million, $45 million a year annually, I think that's the, um, I think that's the minimum, to be honest. I, I honestly do think that if you're, if you're offering him 40 or less, I think that's, that's just very disrespectful. I think that's what the Ravens mm-hmm. are probably in the range right now. Um, I think he's earned it. And also, I think... I don't think there's. I don't think he'll ever play in, under the tag. I think if they tag him, he's going to pull a levy on Bill. I don't I, think he'd play. If I was I him, I wouldn't do that. No chance. Because it's not like if he sits a year out, someone's not going to pay him the next yeah. year. We saw what happened to Sean Watson. He didn't play a year. He still got forty six million dollars a year. Yeah, right. Someone's going to get him that money. So I just don't think there's any way he plays under the tag. He, that would be a. I would be shocked if he decided to do that. I think he. I think he knows that he could could get that money somewhere else if he really wanted to exactly um that's pretty much all i have to say but jack yeah if you have anything else to add uh i'll start by saying that i view myself as someone who likes lamar a lot i think more than most i think uh i guess the general opinion that i think he brings a lot more value than people give him credit for i think i agree with Shrep, the saints i'm sorry the ravens would be foolish to not Barry. Give him a a contract. Well, I don't know. It's 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 tough because like I don't know what he wants. It kind of sounds like yeah. There's there's a certain a lot, number but... where maybe it's like all right now you're yeah. Reasonable. But like if it's if it's what we think it is and it's the Ravens like very much lowballing him, then it's like what are we like what are we doing here? Yeah, because their offense is just so built around him. Like if he's gone, I mean I know the Ravens are a very stable organization and all that, and um. Like, uh, they have a Pro Bowl quarterback uh, sitting behind him. Yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't. Think um, but I don't know. There's just so much built around him. It's just I. 
I'd be very interested in it's like I don't know what they do if if he's not a Raven whole, next year. Your whole offense probably has to change if he's not there. It does. It definitely does. Um I don't know what the uh what's his name? The George OC they just brought in. What is he uh, uh Bob Munkin, which like that I, that was my that was the other thing is that like I if we're talking like fits, like that's perfect for him. Like, yeah. like, like we saw how how Stetson was able to use his legs too. To me, like it, oh, it'd be so perfect. That like when they hired him, I my first thought was like, oh, that means they're bringing Lamar back. So if it if, right. if he leaves after that, that's it's a wild bag fumbling on on the Ravens' part. So I mentioned all the pros of bringing him back. Should mention former MVP not that long ago, but uh, I only have him at four years for the same as Mitchell, but less than Shreff. Um, to Shreff's point that look at what the Ravens looked like when he wasn't on the field at the end of 21 and the end of 22. Um, that's why I'd be timid to give him so much money. Uh, I think he is a more liability to get injured than most quarterbacks because of his play style as being a running quarterback. He missed five games in 2021 and five games in 2022. So, um, he gets injured. He's injury prone. I think I could label as, uh, label him as that. Don't you? I wouldn't want to commit more than four years to him. Um, but I think forty five million. That's. I don't know. That's that's reasonable. And if I think he, the, his gripe is that he wants the uh, Mitchell's gone. His gripe is that he wants the the fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, Which, that's where it's going to be tough. And maybe to appease him, um, maybe to appease him, give him that fully guaranteed 180 for four years. Um, but again, I don't want to commit more than him. Like, he's if he's already missing five games a year, like, I don't know. That's scary for me to commit long, like longer than four years to him. But I do think he's earned it. I, 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 Hope I highlighted the how like incredible I think he is and how valuable he I think he is, um. But yeah, I also think that a team like the uh, the Falcons may swing for the fences and go like give him the Shreff contract that he said like yeah. they got nothing to lose honestly. If there, he gets that contract, we got to be the top of the list. I think if he gets that contract, we have to call it the Shreff contract. He got the Shreff. Got the Shreff. <laughs> someone's going to get the Shreff. It might not be him, but someone's going to get it. Someone yeah. It, well, I think Bur- Burrow and Hurts, they could very well get the Shreff. Yeah, and Herbert. The Shreff might be named. <laughs> the Shreff might go to go to my favorite quarterback in the league. <laughs> I want someone to get a six-year 318 so bad. <laughs> That'd be so cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh. Okay. I think we're done with the quarterbacks here. We're going to move on to the running backs, which is, uh, I'm going to say an unfortunate situation that they're in because, you know, they put their body on the line pretty much more than anyone else. And they just do not get compensated fairly for it. However, I mean, we understand the other side of it. It makes sense. So, um, so but it, do it, get compensated for it, and then we just and then we just yell at the teams that do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's unfortunate because it, it makes sense, but it's still crappy. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. 
it, again, the, the, the thing these are again going to be some interesting answers that we give here. But I believe I'm up to go first. Uh, first on the docket, we have Saquon Barkley, uh, who we mentioned and kind of alluded to earlier when we were talking about Daniel Jones and how that kind of factors into the dynamic of the Giants' offense. I have Saquon Barkley. Oh, you guys are going to, I think you guys are going to make fun of me. I think you guys are going to make fun of me, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm gonna, I got to, I got to stay with and stick to my convictions here. I'm giving him two years. Don't know if that's too low, but two years. Uh, and I'm giving him $25 million. And he gets $12.5 million a year, yeah. which is right in line with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. and would make him the tied for fifth highest paid running back in the league annually. And I have him returning to the New York Giants. Two years, $25 million, $12.5 a year to the New York Giants. Jack, what do you have? Not that far off. Okay. I got three for 40, so 13.3 a year. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. Yeah. What to the team? Giants. Giants. Okay. Uh, Jack, I have, I have uh, three for 42. So I have 40 as well or 42? 42. 42, so I have it at, at, at 14 a year uh, for three. Um, okay. and I also have the Giants, so we're 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 all we're all in lockstep here. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one because, you know, it's I don't know if it's it's tough to call any running back injury prone because they all do at some point miss games, but he we can't really ignore except for Frank Gore. Except for Frank Gore, that's correct. Sorry, Mister Gore. Don't you dare. Uh, you know, it's hard to ignore 2020 and 2021. So, and, you know, part part of 2019 as well. And I think Saquon's even acknowledged that, too. He said that, he hey, look, I haven't been available, uh, so I can't look to be the highest paid running back in the league. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. I think that was a mature thing of him to say because, you know, I mean, I, I think someone else, if they weren't him, would maybe say, like, hey, I, I still... And the best running back in the league, and I think I deserve to be paid like such. But I don't think that's a realistic outcome at this point, especially you know if he's considering maybe wanting to return to the Giants and having to pay a quarterback potentially. I think that's a mature outlook, and uh, I don't know where they are in the negotiations. I don't know how far off they are, but I do like how we're all we're all within um, a million and a half dollars annually. I was at twelve point five. Trevor's at fourteen. Jack in the middle. So. I think we're all right in the same range. It's just really tough to commit. I, I man, are we ever going to see like a five-year running back contract well, ever that again? Was, I was going to say. I, th- I think the years. I think the years are going to keep. Like I think. I think where we're sitting now. I'd. I'd be shocked if you're going to like. I think. I think that Zeke contract is a big one that's going to have teams looking and being like, "Oh man, I don't know if we can be doing that anymore." So I think. I think years are going to see you're going to see go down, and I. I feel like it's going to be tough to see the overall, like the average a year value go up that much higher too. Like I, I feel like we're kind of going to be stuck in that. Cause I, like we said, like, I mean, we've talked about it forever, but like the, the running back position, it gets proven year after year that you don't necessarily need to have that, that top tier guy to be a successful uh, run game. Yeah. I think if we, uh, if there's a running back that comes out, 
and maybe it's Bijan Robinson who is getting a lot of hype right now in the draft process, um, or someone else that is just looks like a top five running back of all time. I think they'll maybe reset the market. It'd have but to for be the most yeah. for the most part. I, again, I think you're right. I think it's gonna only very slightly increase if it does really. It may stay between like the right right now McCaffrey's the highest at 16 million. Uh I think you know, it's it's hard to envision it me- going more than like 18 to 20. Like yeah, and it's it's that and it's like McCaffrey's making 16. It's like can you envision a running back that's going to be like that much better than McCaffrey where it's like we got to pay this guy more. I don't know. Yeah, that that'd be pretty rare. So, I mean, I think it could happen, but you know, hard to tell. Uh, any final words on Saquon? No, he cool. All right. Next guy we have here on the docket, we have Josh Jacobs, who's coming off of his best year of his career in his fourth season uh, with the Raiders. Jack, you are up first. Uh, what are you giving Josh Jacobs, and where is he going? This is tough. I think Josh Jacobs, I said from the beginning of the year, I mean, anyone saw it. Like, I feel like from week one, he was just running different. And I think that really shows you how motivated guys are by money. And this is probably wrong of me to just, like, assume he'll just, his production is going to decrease because he got paid. So, like, that made me a little tentative to pay him. Like, I think he was the quintessential contract year type thing. Um, I mean, he shows he has the talent to do it. So, really interested to see how he's going to respond this year after getting paid. Um, with all that said, I'm going with four years, 40 million, so 10 million a year. Okay. Maybe Where? it's a little disrespectful to the uh, rushing title, reigning rushing title um, leader. Did I say that right? Um, but he's talented, but like, I don't know, his production can be replaced. Um, don't really have a team, but I'm just going to say the Rams. If they can somehow work that out, um, I don't really know. Maybe cut ties with Jalen Ramsey. That could free up some money. Or he's gone. I don't know. Rams. Rams. Ref. Uh, I was on a. I was pretty much on the same wavelength. I have four years, fifty. So that's twelve and a half per. Um, and I think he's going to stay with the Raiders, though. I think, especially after losing Carr, I still think as a team they're going to try to keep somewhat of a core, even though Carr's obviously gone. But I think they're going to try to move forward with some of the same pieces the best they can. I think Jacobs is one of those. Okay. I think Josh Jacobs is a little whiny for my liking. Oh, They're fighting words. Yeah. I used to really, I kind of liked him early on in his career, but he kind of is kind of rubbing me the wrong way nowadays. Uh, with that being said, I, I didn't take it out on him with my projection. I was going to say, did you? No. <laughs> does that reflect in the numbers? I you give gave him, him one year, two million. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I 
I'm re- pretty much right in line with you guys. Uh, I give him three years though, three years, thirty-six million, and that's twelve million a year. Uh, I mean, you can't deny the year he had. I mean, he was absolutely amazing. Uh, and in a on a team that looked in disarray for a large portion of the season. Um, and I have him going. I don't have him returning to the Raiders. I think he's going to want to go on a team that he gets a lot of the carries, and a team potentially that you know could view themselves as a running back away. And um, I'm sending him to Miami. I think uh, they could, you know, maybe justify saying like, you know, this could be the missing piece to our offense and just take us over the top here. So. I, I, it's hard to say that any team's really a running back away, but maybe they could. Th- maybe they think they are. So I could see that, and he would clearly be the workhorse there. I mean, he's he's beaten out the the schmoes they were trotting out there last year. No offense to Raheem Mostert, but no offense to the schmoes. <laughs> uh, anything to add here? I mean, I think we kind of all explained it as we kind of gave our price, um, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I also I, I do want to say I, I do agree with Jack that just in terms of like the overall spike of the contract year, like it'll be it'll be interesting to see what those numbers look like going into next year. But like, yeah, he like you're it wasn't even it wasn't even just the numbers like you like you just watched him play and you're like, is that the same guy? Like, it, right. It was like night and day. OK, so now we have Tony Pollard who, again, had probably his best year of his career. Uh, super dynamic. And, Shreff, you're up first for Mr. Pollard. Yeah, Pollard, Pollard uh, obviously, the, the injury uh, at the very end of the year is a very big killer, especially in a contract year. Um, I, do, I do think he's still going to get paid pretty, pretty handsomely. Um, I'm going with some pretty even numbers here, but I'm going, I'm going three years, 30. That's giving him 10, giving him 10 per, um, I think he's going to stay in Dallas. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to restructure the Zeke deal. And I think they're doing that with the intention of hopefully being able to bring Pollard back. And, uh, he was obviously a very integral part of the offense, especially when they were at their best during the year. Um, and although the injury obviously hurts and maybe you'll end up taking some money off that contract, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if Dallas isn't gonna try their best to get him back because he's he's a big part of what they're trying to do there. So three for thirty. Shreff, we are in complete agreement. I have three wow. years, thirty million. Look at that. To Dallas. Uh I think if he didn't get hurt, I may even want to give him four that's, years. Yeah, that's kind of I I I didn't I wasn't gonna change the money, but I think the years maybe changes a little bit. I think uh he's a guy I mean, I think we've said it before on this show, but the biggest bargain in sports, and I'm not going to say sports, that's a, that's a wide range, but I'm going to say in football, it's got to be, Austin Eckler's contract has to be up there, man. <laughs> yeah, Four years for $6 million for the production that he's given you. He scores I mean, the team. He, he gives the Chargers so many points. He scores so he many does. touchdowns. He does, like by himself. <laughs> I know. Like his, so, yeah. I mean, that contract is is a is a steal, and That's I think you, you I think you could you could rationalize giving Tony Pollard. I mean, not that little because you know he's worth more, and Eckler has proven that. But in terms of a guy that didn't have a lot of touches through his first four ish years in the league, um, 
I know it's kind of ironic to say when he just got hurt in the playoff game, but that was kind of a freak play where he got rolled up on. But he's kind of a low-touch guy, and I don't think he has much tread on the tire, so I think giving him a more lengthy contract is could be okay. Uh, and I think he's earned it with the way he played last year. On the touches that he got, super efficient, super dynamic. I think three years, $10 million is perfect for all parties involved. And uh, yeah, I think it would be... Bene- mutually beneficial if they could agree to something. So, I'm I'm right with you, Shreff. Jack, you can go ahead. What do you have? Okay. What I wrote down, I wrote down forty million for three years. He's getting thirteen point three million a year. Wow. Same it's as a sizable contract. Um. Now. I left the team open-ended. Oh. And as you guys were discussing, I'm trying to think like, okay, well, I gave him a contract bigger than what you guys did. So, which team... Uh, and you guys posted the Cowboys. And I was like, I don't know. They're really going to invest $25 million into their running back position? I was like... That's just not smart. And then I'm thinking more like uh, what other teams would give Pollard a big contract. Like I'm thinking like which GM is like the most reckless GM I could think of. And I was like, wait, that's Jerry Jones. So <laughs> he's going back to the Cowboys on that yeah. on that huge deal. You ended up because, back at square one. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that, that's I think it just the stars have a line that he's the Jerry Jones is going to pay running back huge again. They love doing it. All right. But come on. Having 20 over $25 million That's invested in your running back. In my like that, case, almost 30 million. It is. It, it is insane <laughs> how bad that Zeke deal looks now. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like if they were to pay Pollard, there's no way that they keep the Zeke contract the way it is right? I, I i'm pretty sure it's all from what i've seen it, it seems like it's already pretty much like a foregone conclusion that 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 deal is going to look different going into next year and i'm i'm just assuming that that's one because it's a bad deal but two that it's with the intention that they are probably going to try to bring pollard back i heard today too i mean i don't know where i heard this from but i heard that there's talk around the league that on any other team in the league, he Zeke wouldn't garner more than the league minimum. <laughs> All right, that's crazy. I mean, league minimum is probably a bit of a stretch, but like it's it, apparently, it's, apparently it's, everyone it's, thinks he's really strong. He's he's pretty he's pretty far and away the worst the worst running back contract I would say. I don't think the contract thing accentuates it. Like, there's not that. Like I, I don't think even now, like talent wise, I don't Pollard's better. Like I'll give him that. Yeah. Like it's not like this drastic thing. It's just the it's just the con the Pollard's getting so little and Zeke's getting so much is why like everyone's like, Oh, Zeke stinks. Like they're not that different in turn I mean they're different style running backs, don't get me wrong, but I'm in terms of talent, I don't think they're that far off, but yeah. I think they are. Yeah, I think they kind of are. I, you think they I, are I've at this point? You're not when Zeke was coming out. Obviously, he's been a running back drum for like the last two seasons. I think yes. I think Pollard is better, but slight like 
a little bit better. Not no, no way, dude. It's not even close now. I I get yeah, talent from when Zeke was coming out. Yeah, of course, like he was. It was a lot different, but that was six, seven years ago. Like now, it's. I think it's almost night and day, dude. Zeke is not good anymore. I don't and think he's good either. I I think he's like average. Really good. Oh, he's very good. He pops, I think, Pollard is, I think Zeke is average and Pollard's above average. No, Zeke's not average anymore. That's the problem. I don't know. So then, like... You think... You just gave Tony Pollard the same contract you gave Saquon, and you're calling him above average? Yeah. I think he's above average. <laughs> What's wrong with I that? Think, I think your evaluation of Zeke is wrong. I think that's where the argument is, is lying here. Um, what do you think... But I, but I think when so, you also, no, what, what, I think when you also, when when we're talking about how good or bad an NFL player is, I think I think the contract does have to like hold some weight into the conversation. Like you mean, he's getting paid way way too much, and that's yes, that's he big. is. No, he is. Yes, but just like no, I'm saying throw contracts out. Look, like just look at them. As evaluate them as players. No money involved. You say okay, you give you give Pollard uh, ten million. Let's just say Zeke was a free agent. What would he get? What do you think? What contract do you give him? Right now? Just an annual value. What annual value would you give Zeke? If Pollard's getting 10, if we're saying Pollard's getting 10, I'm giving Zeke like five max. Max. I'm Six. giving him like three or four. I was going to say like seven, eight. No way. He's serviceable. If you took, if you took the 32 starting running backs... If you took the 32 starting running backs in the NFL and say the eight best backups, where does Zeke rank in that 40 running backs? I mean, I don't know. Sheriff, uh... where do you rank him there? Well, so here's there? Um, 16. Um, uh, 16? I'd have to really think about it. But, like, I'm I'm going, Jack, Jack, you said, like, seven or eight. Like, that, I would still, at average, that would still put him right around, like, a top 10 paid running back. All right. Then do yeah, like, you think, six. you think he's the 16th best running back? What is Dude, wrong with you? I don't Have know. You watched the NFL the past year or two. I, I, I got to look deeper on this. Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, JK Dobbins, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco's better than him. Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams when he's healthy, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley. I'm ever naming every single team's running back. I I disagree with one. Yeah, one. I said I already said sixteen. I just I just got <laughs> to the one? NFC. Which one do you disagree with? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> You're not gonna say. I'll leave that ambiguous. I disagree with one of them. I could keep going if you want. We could do this right. rest of the show. I just threw out 16. I, I'd have to look at the list. That's I, a ludicrous I, I, number. He's like 28 to 30. He's shot. I literally just got yeah, to the you NFC. Don't got it no more, East. Jack. Don't got it. I got to the NFC East, and I already named 16 running backs. I still have 12 more teams to go. Washington has two that are better than him. I agree with that. I don't. Boy, oh boy. I mean, whatever. We can split hairs, but it's uh, he's at best the 25th. We can I mean, do a whole podcast on we're, this. <laughs> we're getting off the rails here. We got to get back on track. 
Uh, we weren't even talking about Ezekiel Elliott. We we're talking about Tony Pollard and just parlaying <laughs> it. Uh, anyway, we have three more running backs to go. Um, David Montgomery's next on the list, and I think I'm up first, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a he's a tricky one. He has missed a little bit of time over the past two or three seasons. Um, however, I'm going to give Montgomery, who I believe will be entering his age 26 season, uh, two years, 16 million at 8 million a year. Uh, I hope that's fair. And I have him, I, this would break my heart, but I'm going to have him, I, I think he's going to sign Kansas City. How about that one? It's a fun one. I think he's got that Matt Nagy connection. He obviously spent a lot of time with him over his first three or four seasons. Um, and I think Nagy got hired as the OC now, right? Yeah. Or at least he's the leading was, candidate. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, so I think uh, the Chiefs could view it maybe a thunder and lightning situation with a little Pacheco as the lightning and uh, Montgomery as the thunder, perhaps. So, uh, yeah, I have Montgomery two years, $16 million, $8 million a year to the Chiefs. Jack, you're up. Um, a weird one. I think you guys agree. Like, I don't really know exactly what to do with him. Uh, I just did four years, forty million. Uh, he he's good. Like, whatever. Uh, and uh, I have him going to the Bears, just for the sake of like Bears, just just do something, <laughs> like. The Bears have a ridiculous amount of money. I, I feel like this is like, it feels like a record amount of money they're going to have going in this office. Like they're going to have like a hundred million, I think. Like just give 10 of it to David Montgomery just for the sake of like continuity. I don't know. Like just spent, just, like there, this is a receiving core that like I think is, I don't know, Claypool is good, but like, it's a bottom. It's so bad. It's bottom five wide receivers, and there's just so many holes around the whole team, which I guess that'd be a reason to like not give anything to running back. But like I don't know, maybe some familiarity helps Justin Fields. I mean, he's good too. It's not like it's. I don't know. Do something, uh, Chicago. I don't really necessarily agree with that, but I'll let Shreff go first. Um. I'm going with a three-year deal, uh, 24 total, so eight mil a year. Um, that puts him under the tier that's like the Mixon, Jones, Chubb area. Um, I don't think he's as good as them. I still think he's a good player. I think that that number reflects that. Um, I agree with Jack. I, I think he's going to stay in Chicago. Um, I think I think 10 mil is probably a little high, but I think at that at at the eight number, like that seven eight range. I think Chicago with the money that they have, um, I think I do agree to a point of like, they don't have a ton of, they're obviously not going to have a lot of continuity uh, at a lot of positions. So especially with fields sticking there, you'd, you'd like to think that they'd probably like to keep that sort of cord, uh, you know, in the backfield there. So um, I think him and Herbert are a pretty good duo when both are healthy. So I feel like that's a fair number. And I, I think for, I think it was harder for me to just like picture where, I could see him going if he didn't like if he didn't stay in Chicago. So I think it, right now Chicago makes the most sense for me for him to stick around. Okay. I 
I think I was a little on the fence with what you guys are saying, but I think I kind of came around to the continuity aspect of it. Um, just because what Sharef said, I mean, there's going to be a lot of moving parts in Chicago. So defense is going to be like the whole front seven is probably going to be like, it could be seven new players on the front seven. Right. So I, I think that makes sense. I do think though, like giving him 10 million, I think that's a little too much. And I don't want to commit four years to him. Uh, I, I think if you draft a guy in like the third round at running back and maybe and and have him pair with Herbert, I think that's a cheaper option and just go crazy at O line and go crazy on D like try to just throw money at O line and D line. I know they're gonna probably look to draft Jalen Carter and uh you know, hopefully for their sake, spend money in the O line because their O line sucked this year. So, yeah, I think that's I think that like the we're going to find out pretty quickly what their plan is, because like they have the money where if they want to, they could just kind of they could just start throwing contracts out at whoever they want to. So like it'll be interesting to see if they if they are going to use that money and like try to go like just all like balls to the wall right away or if they're going to hold on to it and kind of try to make smarter moves. But I feel like we'll I feel like we'll discover pretty quickly what their what their plan is going to be. All right. Two more. Uh, we have Jamal Williams. Very interesting one. Jamal Williams had 17 rushing touchdowns this year. An unfathomable number. Uh, rushed for over 1,000 yards. And, I mean, I think Jack is up to go first. Um, it's also interesting, I want to say real quick, you guys know how many touchdowns he had in his first five years prior to this year? A Rushing. total of 17? No. Treff, any guesses? Rushing touchdowns his first five seasons. I'm going to say like... Yeah, maybe more. First five? Oh, boy. Probably like... Is it in like the 30s? I'll say 30. 17 was low. 13. Whoa. I was too high. Whoa. And they had 17 this year. So crazier for Jamal Williams. Uh, Jack, what are you giving him and where is he going to end up in your opinion? Uh, yeah, if it's, if it's another weird one, I guess all the running back ones are weird ones. But um, I get him two years, 20 million. Okay. Uh, back to Detroit. I know he wants to be in Detroit. I feel like he's a uh, a cornerstone of the culture in Detroit and what they're trying to build. Um, yeah, that's why I think he's going to go back to Detroit. And I think this deal is reasonable. Reasonable. I think they have money to spend. But I don't know what you guys think. Uh, yeah, I have I have two for 15, which is, I think, seven, yeah, seven and a half. Um, I and to the Lions, I I. Unless like the coaching staff changes, I think Jamal Williams is probably a line until he retires. Like it, like it. I've never seen such a like a player and team relation. Like it seems like he is just like the happiest man in the world there. So I would be shocked if he ever leaves there. But um, with all that being said, I feel like that's a fair number. Mostly not. I I don't think that number is necessarily a reflection of him as a running back. I think he's he's extremely good, and I think. I think with a full workload, we would see kind of how good he could truly be. But I think as long as Swift is there, I, I think he's going to continue to kind of 
form what is a pretty a pretty solid uh, duo of a backfield. Um, Swift, I feel like early in the year, kind of seemed like he was maybe a little lost out there, but it seemed like towards the end of the year he was kind of starting to find his find his foot in a little bit more. So I think that duo kind of keeping them together is a really smart move for them. And I feel like I feel like two years two years feels about right for him, especially like I said, considering that he's not he's not like that every down back that you're going to have out there. So I think it's I, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah, so I ended up being the low guy on him here, and uh, after kind of hearing you guys talk, I think Shreff's, I, I would probably amend it to his. Uh, I have him at two years, 13.5 million, which is 6.75 annually. I think 7.5 is a fair number, actually. Um, just kind of adopting the philosophy of, of uh, what you guys said earlier, putting, this, putting the players in a tier um, with other players. If you look at the, the contracts right now, we have James Conner making $7 million a year. I think their careers are kind of similar. And so like James Conner had a breakout year in 2021. Uh, when he, what do he have? Like 15 touchdowns or something like that on the ground. Yeah. So I think that's a similar type of thing. And, uh, yeah, Williams is entering his age 28 season, although he didn't have a full, he never really has had a full workload, uh, in his time in green Bay. So I guess that age could, look a little deceiving uh without being and you guys mentioned all the intangibles of his leadership and uh the way he fits into the the detroit organization and whatnot so um yeah i have two years 13.5 but i could definitely be talked into uh throwing him a couple more milli post ezekiel elliott discussion mitchell you've admitted to be uh swayed a little bit by our arguments but you've made it a point that it was Shreff who did it both times. <laughs> All of that was intentional. Um, it, it seems like it. It seems like you disregard my opinion at all after our CEO discussion. I mean, that was just blasphemy. So <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that, that part back again. I got super passionate during that. <laughs> uh, Okay, anything else to add on Jay Swag Daddy before we move on to our final player? <laughs> oh, but isn't that his, his Instagram name is something is weird? It is, it is oh, Jay Swag Daddy. Jay, Jay Swag Daddy's incredible. No, 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 no. His Instagram handle is GoodEats underscore Jayman. Yeah, that's good. Okay, but it used to, I think it's either his Twitter or either his Instagram used to be Jay Swag Daddy. So. Yeah, GoodEats. G O O D E A T Z underscore Jayman. Jack, it's still not the best. Uh, it's still not the best uh, or football players uh, Instagram handle, but it's still good. Yeah, but, uh, I know who you're referring to. Yeah, it's not she love, but it's fine. Yeah, he'll never be she love. No, no. All right, our final player here. We have Miles Sanders Ooh. of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sharif uh, is up to go first. It's very fitting because he mm-hmm. is on his team. So, uh, what would you give Mr. Sanders, and where's he going to end up? This is a tough one. Uh, obviously, as an Eagles fan, it's tough, but also just because I feel like it's this number, I feel like could go so many different ways, and I feel like no one exactly knows where it's going to end up, but this is what I would do, and I am going to give Mr. Sanders, I'm going to go... Yeah, we'll do it. I'm going to go three for uh, 25 and a half, I believe. So that's what, eight and a half a year? Yeah. Um, right. And 
I hate to do it. And Mitchell, I made a face when you sent, uh, who, who, who did you send to Miami? You sent, uh, Josh Jacobs, you sent Josh Jacobs and I made a face because that's, that's where I'm sending Mr. Sanders. Um, I, I, I hate to do it. Um, but there's a few different factors that went into it. One, I, I feel like eight, I think eight and a half sounds about right. Um, there were times this year where he seemed like he was like a top 10 running back in the league, but it was a, like the usage was never quite there the entire season. And I felt like towards the end of the year, you kind of saw his play dip off a little bit, which wasn't uh, the best sight to see. But nonetheless, uh, I still think he's good enough and is, is worthy of a contract in that in that ballpark area. Um, I don't think it's going to be with the Eagles for a couple of reasons. One, uh, as you know, as the post Super Bowl hangover has worn off, like this, this Hurts contract is going to eat up a, a good amount of money, and this team with a quarterback under that contract is simply not going to look the same. Um, and I think I think Sanders is most likely going to be one of the casualties of that, simply because of the money that he's probably going to be looking for, um, and also just the fact that I. I would I'd be very surprised if the Eagles don't come away with a running back in one of the earlier rounds. I don't know what round that will be. I don't know where I want it to be, but I I the, I just have this gut feeling that I think it's going to happen at some point there. Um, so th- those are kind of all things that are going into it. And Mitchell, you kind of said why Miami seemed like a good fit, uh, an offense that maybe feels like they're a running back away. Is Sanders like a workhorse running back? Not really sure because he's never really gotten that workload. But I think he has the the skill set to do it, so I could see them throwing that money at him. Okay, that's a good argument. I uh, I have a similar. I have two years, twenty million for Sanders, uh, ten million a year. I and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not sure if I had the most reliable source for this one, but uh, it's over the cap, so they seem fairly reliable. Uh, if a team were to franchise tag a running back, I have it here at $10 million. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think it's all 10.2. That sounds about okay. right. Okay. So I could see maybe a tag situation if you'd be willing to do that. Stay the one Eagles more year aren't in that, that That's been a topic of conversation because uh, Gardner Johnson uh, is a guy that's been thrown out there as someone that could potentially end up playing on the tag. But it like... From everything I've seen, and like this isn't something that I've like necessarily been following, but it's apparently a known thing that like Howie's not necessarily one to really try to go for the franchise tag like that. So, I I mean, it could it certainly could happen, but um, I feel like with Sanders, I'd I'd be surprised if it did, but it certainly could. Okay, yeah, I, I I said two two years for twenty, but I could maybe could be convinced to try to pursue the franchise tag with him. Uh, do you think he'd I because uh, it, it it could be like the it could be like the Le'Veon Bell situation. Not 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 that Miles Sanders necessarily has the same, um, I guess we'll say antics as Le'Veon Bell does. But it's it's tough. I mean, if I were running back, I would probably not want to. That's where it's tough. I feel like most running backs are probably in that same mindset. But yeah. Um... I mean, it all it all really depends. I don't know. It depends if what you think you could get on the open market. Like, if you're willing to, you know, the, obviously the tag, you know, ten million dollars is a is a good amount of money, but you want a longer term contract. But it depends how much lower you're willing to go in in order to secure that long term uh, stability. Yeah. yeah. So if I could maybe get a 
if I'm a running back, I'm just putting myself in Miles Sanders' shoes here. But if I could get like a three-year, $24 million contract, if, if I feel like I could garner that, then uh, I take that over the franchise tag. But if I'm not getting more than maybe $5 million a year yeah, for two or three years, then I'll just sign the franchise tag and hope to have a really good year and do it all over again. But uh, yeah, so it really depends. But I think... Uh, if I were Sanders, I think I'm good enough to where I think I could maybe get seven to eight million at least for maybe three years. So I think I'd probably hold off and, and not sign the franchise tag. But it's a tough situation. That's what I said at the beginning of the uh, when we prefaced the running backs here. So it's tricky. But um, I have not going to Philadelphia. I think they, you know, I know it may be tough with Hertz's situation, but I mean, it seems like they want to emphasize having a strong running game and I think he's a good running back to have on the on the depth chart and uh yeah maybe if they do tag him they still draft a running back and that could be their plan in uh 2024 so you never know Jack what do you have for Sanders and I want you to talk in your Howie Roseman voice too no I'm me in this I'm not Roseman you'd you'd have to be uh oh yeah (laughs) okay Mr. Sanders that's all I thought about because I know you said something about you said Miles Sanders' name one time in an episode when you were doing Howie, and that's all I was thinking about. But okay, all right. Oh yeah, because I had the Eagles get a trade for McCaffrey, yeah, and because Sanders is a free agent this year. Um, I don't know. I kind of have a. I feel like a little bit of a disrespectful deal written down. Oh, you definitely do. I know you do. Wait, what did you? I'm sorry. What did you guys say again? I'm getting I'm confused. Mine, what you said about Williams? Mine was mine was three for twenty five and a half, which I think it, that's eight and a half a year. Okay. Mine was two for twenty. All right, it's not that far off of Shreff's. I, I wrote three for twenty. That's fine. That's fine. uh, he just. I don't know. He's he's good. But maybe I'm just a little sour by how he ended the season, like or not just how he ended, just how he was used. Like he just didn't seem like much of a factor, and like that's just tough for me to like want to give him a lot of money. But like he is solid. I hear Shrek's point. Like he's never really had like a workhorse type role, so that's why I'm also being a little tentative to like pay him that much. Um, I also agree. Like I think we make a good point, Mitchell, about the whole tag situation that he wouldn't really. Uh, except much under 10. Like, you figure you just get the tag and, you know, like what you just said, I agree with. Like, he probably won't. I could see him not accepting a deal like my deal. Um, but that's okay. I'll take my business elsewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. And I didn't, I, I just don't know what team. I'll just say the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, Miami's the only one that really stood out to me as a team that could like be really in the running back market to try to upgrade. But I can see the Rams. But like, but but also maybe maybe Mike McDaniel has fully uh, you know adopted the Kyle Shanahan method of just like draft some a couple six round guys and see who works. That's also true. Mm. Or what if like Alvin Kamara or Joe Mixon get like suspended, so like they got to replace them? True. Oh, that's a good point, Jack. Real good point. Yeah. All right, folks. That- oh, is no he way. gone? No way. No oh, way. he's gone. The t- they, 
I think Craig knows. I think he it knows. Must. It must know when he's about to say something important. He has to know. <laughs> Every single episode. Dude. I can't believe it happened three times this episode. Craig knows. Happened three, yeah. happened twice. Craig knows. <laughs> it happened three times. The second time you guys were talking, so I don't know if you noticed. but oh, okay. Yeah. Craig's just having fun with the boys. Oh time. man, that guy's such a that guy's a prankster, man. I don't know he is. Uh, anyway, folks, thank you for listening. That has been our our um, I want to say mini because this was like an hour and a half, hour forty five long episode. But our preview to our free agency preview, I guess we'll call it. Uh, it it got a little heated around you know the two thirds or three fourths of the way through the episode when. Uh, I was really questioning Jack's decisions and his thoughts, which I still am, but you know, they'll get hashed out at a later date and I will be proven right. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at hogline podcast and uh, stay tuned for our trivia league coming soon. I'm grinding on these questions every single day and uh, we're here to deliver a good competitive, fun, uh, tournament slash season for you guys that Shreff will be a part of so uh study up folks and if you're listening and you want to join the next season or have any ideas please let us know we're always open to it uh any closing remarks before we end the today's show um no i'm also really excited for jeopardy or trivia it'll be uh it's gonna be good i'm excited to play this was uh this was the method that i had been asking for for a little so i'm excited to to try it out I'll tell you what, Trev, uh, it's a grind making these questions. I'm sure. I can imagine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful and impressed that, that you guys are that you guys are going for it like this. But I, I many, also know that you guys love it. So like in a weird way, I'm like, yeah, go have fun. How many total ones do we have to do, Jack? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Well, there's six teams. Everyone plays each other. I think that's 15 games plus a tournament, which would be five more so that's like 20 games 25 questions a game so we're looking at like at least five 400 to 500 questions we have to make yeah. and it's a lot so it's a lot I'm, I'm very appreciative you guys are you guys are doing the lord's work out here yeah all right thanks for listening folks we'll see you next week with another episode and uh good luck to i don't know Nothing. NHL teams, your NBA teams, your college basketball teams. So, yeah, it's a fun time of year. See you. Bye, everyone. Peace.